It's time for PG Spoilers at ProvingGamer.com. This show is raw and unedited and contains spoilers. So if you're a little bitch, turn it off now. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of PG Spoilers. Yes, we actually are going to do one this week. Well, actually, this time. Are you going to lose it this time? No, I'm going to keep it this time. We are actually going to be spoiling, which probably is not spoiled by now because everybody should know, the Xbox One reveal. Xbox has officially announced their next console. Before we get started, let's do a roll call. Just let everybody know who's here. As I call out your name, just give me your your name, who you are, and how you are relevant to the gaming community. Let's start off with Jamie. Hey, what? My online gamer card is called Skull Viper Bones. I play all kinds of Halo games, 360. Been playing for the last, well, since it came out. So uh, that's about as much as they got from me. <laughs> All right. Black Chaos 903. Yeah, that's it. Black Chaos 903. I play it all. I'm hardcore. Xbox, my, uh, PlayStation 3, Vita. Still got a Dreamcast, play it. Nintendo, 3DS, I play it all. All right, Stash. Uh, RC Stash, Burning Fury, whatever the fuck else we got. Formerly <laughs> of the Community Voice Podcast, two times, two runs. The DCUO Show, and I do League of Legends videos on YouTube, but uh, I haven't done that for a while. All right, Yield. Uh, PSN, I yield no one. I play mainly third-person shooters, action-adventure, and yeah. And you're also a co-host of the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. That too. Stop lying. <laughs> Stop lying. <laughs> that sounds like some bullshit. All right, and we have Jeff Hanna. Uh, Jeff Hanna, Senior Technical Artist, Volition Incorporated. I'm going to go ahead and trump Black Chaos with a Nintendo 64, a Commodore Amiga, a Commodore 64, and an Atari 2600. I bowed down, sir. I bowed down. You just got schooled. Yeah, he got You got old schooled. <laughs> and I'm Tricky Mick. Uh, I'm the host of the Trophy Horse Podcast on ProvenGamer.com. And... Basically, you shouldn't know me, but if you do, thank you for knowing me. Uh, let's jump in. The first thing to announce is, yes, Microsoft has announced their newest console. And let's just start off with the name of it first. Let's get our comments on that. The Xbox One. Okay. That right. just so, is that, so is that like the black one that I bought in 2002? No, that was just the Xbox. But with if you use your HTC One phone as a smart screen to your Xbox One while streaming Jet Li's The One, I think you actually instantiate the singularity. Did you tweet that earlier? I did. I did. I, was testing, <laughs> I did I was, see that. I, I was testing out material. Did, uh, did, did anybody happen to see um, the tweet from IGN to the president of Sony Worldwide? Uh, I no. did, but I don't remember. I know someone got fired for something. <laughs> they, uh, I think it was Jim Riley from IGN tweeted uh, the president Yoshida and said, "What do you guys think? What do you think of the new Xbox One?" And he tweeted back. He goes, "Hmm, I, I kind of fell asleep. Uh, were you asking about the HTC One?" Which I thought was pretty funny. That's got to be a fake tweet. It, yeah. no, it came from his real account. 
Huh. Yeah, but are, are you sure that he personally tweets shit? I don't know that he personally yeah. tweets it, but... I mean, it's how, I mean, it really doesn't matter. I mean, Sony, I don't think, is really sweating it that much, honestly. Well, let's get into why they're not sweating it. First thing, we had Don Matrix come out, start the show, and, of course, he announced the newest uh, console, and he labeled it as the all-in-one entertainment system, in which he turned uh, turned the system on by simply using his voice, saying Xbox on, and it recognized who he was, and immediately opened up to saying, you know, to exactly what he was doing. In this case, it was him watching a TV show, and it permanently uh, went straight to it. Um, then he also said that there's going to be a new controller, and the system is going to be cloud powered. Now, oh. from watching watching the video, I don't remember if they really went into what the cloud was going to be doing. They didn't. Uh, no, they, they, what they've said is, is that with as many servers as they're bringing online for Xbox Live this time around, and that the fact that it's running Windows at some level inside of the console, that if they want to, developers can make use of the Windows Azure cloud uh, programming interface and distribute some of the calculations out into the network at large if they want to. It did not sound like it was a requirement. So what they're saying is we've got a crap ton of, of, of computing power out there to support this thing, and developers can make use of that if, if they want or need to. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm not trying to laugh at you. It's just I uh, yield right in cloud with a chance of meatballs. Uh, <laughs> okay, next thing they do is Yusuf Medi came out to talk about the Connect and live TV. Um. Quickly, what he was doing was he turned on the system. It remembers you, and you can go to live TV just by using your words. Um, you can switch back and forth between what you want to do to movies, to music, to Internet, just by saying Xbox TV, Xbox Game, Xbox Internet Explorer. Um, he also showed the, that you can shrink and get the screen bigger just by using your hands and out in the open and just grip, you know, making two fists, push it in if you want to shrink the screen, pull them out if you want to expand. And one thing that I thought was cool, but I, I at this point, I know a lot of people are going to have some comments about, you can integrate your fantasy sports into live TV. So if you're watching an NBA game and you, you play fantasy basketball, you can snap to it, which now the the screen moves over to the left a little bit, and a little column on the right pops up, and it keeps track of live time with your fantasy sports that you're doing. See now, I'm just gonna point something out real quick, and then we can continue. There is ESPN integration into the Xbox Live right now, so what that? I mean, I'm not saying that it's only gonna be this, but it's quite possibly that it's what it could be is that it only works if you have your fantasy with ESPN. Oh, so it doesn't work with, like, Yahoo and CBS? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, like, I didn't I, I didn't call up, you know, the people who make Xbox and say, hey, man, does it work with Yahoo? But since they're I, – I haven't seen Yahoo sports integration or anything like that. And, like, from what it looked like, it looked like ESPN modeling on the side. So – I mean, I have I have fantasy football and I use Yahoo, but that that's not usually what it looked like. But if it is, 
that's great. If it's just ESPN, I mean that's cool too. But it kind of that's kind of limited. Continue. Well, no, I mean the one thing I want to say about this, and a lot of people are bringing this comment up, and um, I don't know if we can really speak on it because I don't know like how much details anybody really has, but it, it seems with the live TV and it's they're using the the Xbox One to be able to watch your TV. And in, in this case, if you wanted to watch TV and your console was on, you go Xbox TV, and then you go watch CBS or watch HBO or whatever channel you want to watch, and it snapped to that channel. But, and a lot of people making the comments are saying, what if I don't have cable TV at home? Am I, am I going to be paying for a feature on the system that I'm not going to be able to utilize because I there's no need for me to have cable TV at this point? Well, that, yes. that's true, too. Yeah, that's, you are going to pay for it, but yeah. That's the same as with... Um, with ugh, I can't even talk for a second. Um, like, I use a radio station. I pay separate subscription. I play Xbox Live. So, that's the whole, well, I mean, the whole thing about it. And, and, and also this is, what if you do have cable TV? Is You know, they didn't announce this, but I'm, I'm going to assume by Microsoft's track record that in order to be able to use that feature, you're going to have to be a gold subscriber. So that means you're going to have to pay an extra $60 a year just to be able to access that feature. And More than likely, it's Microsoft. And, and with people you know, already complaining about the prices of cable TV as it is, to have to use an extra $60 to do that? Yeah, but the thing is, is like they're not forcing you to watch TV with the Xbox. No. If you have a cable box, pay for cable. Like, honestly, like, to me... They're, I have Verizon Fios, right? I don't know where everyone else lives if they have Verizon there either. But right now, in the, on the 360, you could watch TV, Verizon Fios TV, from your 360. It has, like, 15 channels, but you could do it. But the, the thing is, is, like, if you're doing that, it's probably going to be some type of integration like it was how it is now with the Verizon. The thing is, too, is, yeah, I think about... Now, obviously, you know, Microsoft is a United States-based company, so they probably have deals with, a, like, obviously they already have on Verizon and maybe Time Warner and, like, some other cable companies and Comcast. But what about, like, where I live, if I didn't have Verizon, I have Cablevision. That's not Comcast or Time Warner. So then you're also saying, well, what happens if I don't have you know, a, a cable company that's supported by Xbox. And, and for example, for example, I feel you on that. I used to work for a cable company that's not big like Tom Warner or Comcast. We can't even get HBO Go as an app because we are not an authorized, we are not labeled as an authorized cable company. So we have a lot of customers that's upset because they can't, the reason why they got HBO on their cable subscription was so they can get the HBO Go. Or the ESPN three, we can't offer that. So I'm for me, I have that cable service as well, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, is all this live TV and everything is going to work with my cable system? Well, yeah, I, another question I have is, being able to watch live TV through your console is that going to replace the need for a cable box at home? No, no, no. The if you noticed, if you look at the preview shots and you look at the specs, there is no coax input on the Xbox One. There's only HDMI in and out. You have to have another box 
whether it's a converter box that's pulling in off of an antenna for over-the-air television, or if it's a cable box or a cable box with a DVR, you put that into your Xbox One, and then you put your Xbox One into your television. It's, they're interjecting yeah. themselves in the middle of the video stream. Um, you guys have to understand, Microsoft has... This is, this is the culmination of... Uh, is, I was thinking about this today. It's got to be almost a decade, if not a decade and a half, of work Microsoft's been working on. They have been, they've had an interactive TV division that, and a, what, a, a long time ago it was called like Tiger, I believe, where they, they, the whole guide thing and the ability to, to pull in the information and display it in a guide. If you guys have ever used AT&T's UVerse, You've seen versions one and two of this because UVerse runs on Microsoft's interactive TV platform, which Microsoft just basically uh, recently they sold off to Nokia because they're done developing it. There's there's no more need for them to put any more resources into it. So they sold it off to Nokia and probably get to use it like license free by letting Nokia have access to some of Microsoft's mobile patents without having to license them. So they, they're finished with it and they've been working on it for a long time. If you think back to the original Xbox... Microsoft was not viewed as a consumer product manufacturer at that time. It was, we had Windows on that computer that we bought from Dell or Gateway sitting in our office. And then in the family room, we had a Nintendo or a Sony console. Microsoft has wanted the living room for a long time. They went through the Xbox because they wanted, how do you get in the living room back then? Well, okay, they also bought that web TV thing. And if you read Dean Takahashi's book, Inside the Xbox, which deals with the, the, the creation of the first Xbox, Microsoft tried to combine those two units for a long time because they, they, wanted, they thought Internet on TV was where things were going. And it, it really took a lot of sort of end runs by the Xbox team to keep that from, from happening and make a dedicated gaming device. And it was the right thing to do because we all suddenly got used to Xbox being, or Microsoft being a consumer products developer. And it was a good console. It, you know, yes, it didn't sell the numbers that the PlayStation 1 did at the time, but it was a solid offering with a good slate of games. And it had internet connectivity on it out of the box. And it was the first one to do this. Microsoft polished it up with the 360, and they also saw where we were going with Web 2.0 and, and social, and they saw that people like to share things, and they like to achieve things, and they, they like to post on Facebook and Twitter, and they integrated all that stuff. And then they also, as you, you guys were saying, the Xfinity app, the HBO Go app, the, the Sci-Fi app, they started putting television into the 360. And so this, this Xbox One is what Microsoft has been aiming for for since the mid-90s, seriously. And if you pay attention to what yesterday's reveal was, it has nothing to do for gamers. Our reveal comes in a few weeks at E3. Yesterday was entirely for Wall Street. It was Microsoft going out there in, in very vague terms and showing certain media companies. And let's be honest, that's all the NFL is. They're a media yeah. company whose product happens to be a TV show of football. They are not a sports company. And they're a big freaking media company. Oh, yeah. Microsoft stood NFL up and billions. Oh. Exactly. Microsoft stood up and said, hey, Wall Street, we've figured out a way to sell these boxes not only to the finite number of people that we call gamers, but to this massive experience exploding audience of passive media viewers and who is the biggest audience of passive media viewers sports fans it was a very well calculated reveal so that the investors could see that they microsoft has found a way to have the xbox business unit 
market a device that can sell to a much bigger audience this time around because people can buy that thing and never play a game on it and still have a useful device. Yep. It, it wasn't for us. Our, our day to figure out what is going to be in, in that box for gaming comes in about two weeks. All right. <clears throat> just, just to move the show along, along uh, I can't even speak right now. You want, me, you want me to do it for you? Just to move the show along just a little bit. Uh, next, we had Mark Witten come out, and he was talking about the magic and science of the system. And, Jeff, I'm going to defer to you a little bit with this as I explain this, because a lot of the stuff I can't explain, it's a lot of the stuff I can't explain. Um, the first thing is he said the the one is going to have 5 billion transistors and 8 gigabytes of RAM. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing he said is it's going to be an 8-core CPU. It's going to come with a 500-gig hard drive. It's going to have a Blu-ray drive, which everybody really was expecting. Uh, it's going to have a wireless with Wi-Fi direct. There, as you mentioned, there's going to be HDMI in and out, and it's going to be utilizing USB 3.0. Yep. Now, uh, in layman's terms, uh, can you explain what the 5 billion transistors and the 8 gigabytes of RAM does for, you know, for everybody, you know, the consumer that's going to be watching TV or the gamers itself? Uh, well, I mean, 5 billion transistors is about an average CPU these days. I mean, and I'm not saying that the Xbox is average because hardware is only one part of the equation. Software is another part. But, I mean, it was weird to me that they, they, they put that out there because the number of billions of transistors on a chip, I mean, one, it doubles every 18 months. Um, but your your cell phone has billions of transistors in it, yeah. right? I mean, an, an average graphics card blows an average CPU out of the water in terms of the number of transistors on the chip. Eight cores? Well, your average PC these days is easily running two, if not four or six. You have um, an i7, I think. Isn't an i7 seven? seven? Uh, well, they're usually paired up, so it, yeah. it's usually an even number. Um, but, I mean, what that means... What that means in in layman's terms is, like the Xbox 360 has three CPUs in it, um, and so you can do a certain amount of parallel processing. In programming terms, it's called threading. You know, I've got a little bit of code that I need to run from this program, and I can I can run it in I can I can run it in a separate thread, and then the operating system is going to go put it on another core for me while this core does other things. It's a way to to do a lot of computations on different things at once. Um, eight cores is, is hefty. It's very nice. Uh, eight gigabytes of RAM, well, to put it in, in context, an Xbox 360 had 512 megabytes of RAM. So, you know, it's a huge increase. That gives game developers the chance to, well, and the 360, if I re, eh, it's amazing, I mean, because I'm still working on one. Um, the 360, the video RAM was separate. Uh, whereas on the and I think it was on the PS3 also. This is eight gigabytes for everything, which is great to have one unified pool of memory because then you don't have to worry about moving things around, which always takes time. Eight gigabytes of RAM means that we can do, we, we can store much more in memory. We can use higher res textures. We can make models with more triangles in them. We can have better quality audio. It's and we can have smarter AI. Uh, I mean, all these things come down to, for you guys, one thing, which is much more immersive gameplay, um, much more realistic environments. It's These things are, th this is, graphically, we're pushing the current gen 
pretty hard, especially given that you know there is a resolution limitation of a television of eight, 1080 by your 1920 by 1080 or less. Um, so you're going to see a lot of other. You're not necessarily going to see huge increases in polygon detail, although you are going to see quite a bit. But you're going to see other things like characters with subsurface scattering so that their skin looks better, or higher quality shadows, or more realistic, just non-player characters wandering around in an open world game. Um, it's gonna. Everything is just gonna seem uh, just a couple of steps closer towards reality in a lot of regards. I mean, hey, you're gonna have German shepherds in Call of Duty, right? That's no small feat, right? Well, with these new systems, and maybe I'm nitpicking, and this might be an asinine question, but with this system, you know, with the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One, are we finally gonna get to the stage where we don't have that static crowd while we're playing sports games, where we can have individual people out there and instead of just you know, this line repeating every so often. Uh, I have never worked on a sports game, so I don't know. Well, I'm. I, would, I, would you, I, okay, well, let me, let me ask you this. Would you rather have individual audience members or would you rather have finer detail, more animations, and better player AI? I think here's an easier, easier question for Tricky. Would you rather have people that are in the stands that have nothing to do with what you're doing while playing FIFA? Or would you rather have the blades of grass look like they're smacking you in the face as you're running through the grass? That's some tall grass if it's smacking you in the face while you run through it. Well, I mean, or, or you're in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. One of the two. Yeah, you, you know, like you know. Oh, this face is coming and going to fuck you up, Tricky. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I get what Tricky's trying to say, though. But honestly, well, I, I wasn't saying that that's something I want. What I'm saying is, with no, the tech, with with the power of the systems that. now, are they able to do that? Where they could be individual, because I, I remember on an episode, Jeff, uh, uh, Trophy Horse, you were talking about with the new systems, you know, instead of like 20 NPCs walking around, we could have 200 NPCs walking around. And it's, you know, and it's clear because the, the systems have more power. So, right. well, it's it, it's it's a total apples and oranges comparison, even though we're talking about the same hardware, because what it comes down to is there's a certain amount of memory. And the CPU and the video card can each do a certain amount of work within a given millisecond. And literally, we deal in milliseconds. Um, We want to hit that magic 33 millisecond frame, which gives you guys 30 frames a second and go down from there in our calculation so that your frame rate goes up. so that's your budget. How I've got this much RAM available. I have this much CPU power available, and I have this much video card power available within a millisecond. What what do I spend it on? You know, obviously I need to run the game loop. I need to process sounds. I need to process artificial intelligence. I need to draw a lot of stuff on screen, and I need to to take player interaction and turn that into animation, and, and so that people can see stuff. I work in the open world, and so we spend that budget far differently than a company that makes a first-person shooter or a company that makes a sports game who will spend that budget far differently than the company that makes a first-person shooter. A driving game is going to spend that far differently. I mean, Forza is going to spend a lot of time in simulation and not necessarily in crowd because they don't have a lot of crowds. So do you want your football game to spend the majority of that budget on the crowd, or do you want the football game to spend the majority of that budget on 
gameplay and physics. I, I, obviously, gameplay and physics. Right, right. And see that, and each individual developer has to make that choice when they make a game. You can't, you can't just always come out and say, "Well, gee, we're on the Xbox One now, so all crowds and all sports games are going to be individually modeled." Because that's not that's that's not how the developer of one game is necessarily going to approach the same problem as a developer of a similar game. Okay. So. You know, it, for, also, for every game treats the console as a blank slate, and you have to make all these decisions up front. Also, I want to point out that how long it would take one person to draw 10,000 fucking people. Well, I, like <laughs> I said, I, China. Well, it's, <laughs> like I said, it wasn't something that I was looking for you know, uh, no, no, no. to do. I, I got where you're coming from. Let's continue. Okay. Yeah, right, right. Can, in Rock Band, can I, like, stage dive and have the NPCs body surf it, right? <laughs> that, would, that would be fucking awesome if Rock Band didn't get, you know, canceled. Yeah, no well, you know. Rock Band. That makes me sick. Uh, I love Rock Band. <laughs> I uh, hate we know, Tricky. We know. The, uh, all right, and the next thing, you know, it's finally uh, an Xbox is getting a Blu-ray player, which I, I thought, in you know, my personal opinion, was a major fail by Microsoft by not putting the Blu-ray in the last system. But I know they were trying to push the HD DVDs at the time. Yeah, we were in the middle of another format war. Yeah, right. they, they, that totally fucking backfired. No one has noticed. Now, yet. uh. A lot of people, and I want to clarify this because a lot of people think that Sony owns Blu-ray, and while that's true, Sony does own Blu- uh, the Blu-ray trademark, it's also shared by 18 other companies, so it's not Sony's product. So, you know, I saw some people on Twitter and Facebook saying, oh, Sony's going to make money every time Microsoft sells a console or every time Microsoft sells a game. And while that's true, but it's not going to be the amount of money that everybody thinks it's going to be. It's like... They, a lot of people were saying that Sony's going to, you know, double up on this next console era because every time, you know, they're going to get rich off this. So, and, and Microsoft makes seven dollars off of every Android handset that Sony sells. So it, it, money goes back and forth. I mean, it, corporations aren't. Uh, it, it's it's a very myopic view to think Microsoft hates Sony and Sony hates Microsoft. They compete for a lot of the same customers, but at the same time, they're always doing business deals with one another, and that's the same for any large corporation. It's no big it's no big coup that the Xbox three well, Xbox One has a Blu-ray drive in it. It's the best. It's it's the best drive available for a good price point for that console. Microsoft would be dumb not to use it. To move games forward, I mean, we'd be shipping games on four DVDs for the amount of stuff that we're going to be able to do with the console. Blu-ray is the right format. Yeah, yeah just, just just so, like, for a reference, when uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, I think it was, like, their director, said that we want to put the Metal Gear Solid 4, like, the whole Metal Gear collection, but we can't put 4 on the Xbox, the original Xbox. Because, because it would take up too many would, discs. No, they said seven. Yeah, it would. T- yeah, and that's that's, the all, same. that's not too many. That's that's like that's like my entourage DVD collection. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The next thing that uh, Mr. Witten said was that the Xbox One is gonna has three different iOS uh, OSs in it. One being Windows, one being Xbox, and a third that they made that combined the two. Uh, you know, the Xbox Hourglass. And- no, no, no. This is a different. Um, they made this operating system to combine Windows and Xbox to be able to talk to each other. So, I mean, ev- I'm sure everybody really expected Windows to pop on there. And, of course, they had to have an Xbox operating system for the game console. So, 
with that being said, technically they didn't, but they put it on there so everyone would still think it's an Xbox. And okay, and the next thing they announced was uh, the Connect is actually going to be Connect 2.0. It's going to be a 1080 HD RGB camera. It's going to have 30 frames per second color. Um, the next thing they said, uh, I, I really don't know how to explain. So hopefully, one of you guys will be able to explain it. Time of flight technology and microphone arrays. Yes. So um, t- yeah. time of fl- time of flight technology. As I understand it, and it's, it, I think it's more of a marketing buzzword than anything, but it's actually taking the speed of light into, into consideration as it actually maps things. Basically what it's saying is it, it can track things in a much finer time slice than the older Kinect can do. I mean, I think it can track people 30 frames a second now, which is astounding because they're also tracking many more joints all the way down to individual fingers, whereas the Kinect 1 stopped at wrists and ankles. And they also said that the Xbox, uh, the new X, uh, excuse me, the new Connect can actually read your your heart, uh, which is going to be great for those South Korean internet cafes where somebody sits down and plays games for twenty four hours and dies from heart failure. I guess they can program <laughs> the console to just turn itself off. I know. Thank hopefully. Right? I know they're making Diablo for the Xbox. They might fucking kill somebody over there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what they're they're using that is a very cool way to say that the thing is so sensitive in the infrared that it can detect a specific heat difference within your body and can see your heart beating. Which I guess it would be used, you know, for all the fitness uh, games. Well, yeah. what, they're say- what they're saying is, is I mean, because the, the way the current Connect works is all infrared. It fills your room up with infrared beams and then detects the, the bounce back differences. And so it has this sort of moving 3D map of what's going on. And what they're saying is the new one is so much, the, the IR response on it is so much more precise that it can detect the heat change in, in the motion change inside your body from your heart beating. It doesn't mean that, that there's this heart beating module yeah, that you can put into a game. It's just saying that that hardware is so precise that it can detect that if you want it to. It's supposedly so precise that you can use it with the lights in your room off at night. Which is pretty yeah. astounding. Well, the current one, you can do it right now. You can you can play in a totally darkened room with the new one. Yeah, or, I mean with the yeah. current one. Oh, I've never yeah. tried it. Uh, yeah, I actually um, have. I have my 360 on right now. With I have like one light in my house on, and it sees me fine. Yeah. All I gotta do is stand up, and it, it sees a black silhouette of myself. I mean, I I think that the Connect itself is an okay product. I just, I have one. I had, like, that Connect Buzz when they first announced it, and I bought one because I'm stupid. And obviously, you can't bring that stuff back. <laughs> but, um, I mean, the most uses I probably had out of it was uh, Netflix, you know, voice commands. But, yeah, I mean, it, 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 is a, it is a very, quote-unquote, smart product. I just felt like it wasn't that... It, one, it didn't get a lot of like support with games, and maybe the new Connect because it's so much better. They might have more support for it with more games, and you could have more functions. But you know, at, right and, as of right now, it, there was like maybe twenty games that were like only Connect games. That's historically, I mean, and I'm and by historically, I mean all the way back to the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. That's the historical problem with add-ons to consoles. Is that you, you as a game developer know that you can target a game to N millions of consoles 
or you can target a game to a subset of n millions of tar of consoles. Which are you going to do? Well, obviously, you're going to go for the, the widest audience possible. I mean, how many people bought the optical drive for the Nintendo 64? How many people bought the Sega 32X thing? Right? I actually, I, I bought the 32X. Right, but how many other people did? I, don't know. Um, I, I was right. the rich kid in my neighborhood. I had oh, well, right, <laughs> and and there are the people that do that, and that's great. I mean, if you if you want to do it, wonderful. But as a game developer, I have to make sure that I get the biggest return on investment for my money. So I'm going oh, to target perfect. the widest audience possible. I hope the PS4 is coming with a camera because if you can tell me that these two consoles, at the baseline hardware wise, are so similar internally and that they both have cameras on them well then yeah i'm probably going to seriously consider finding a way to use that in my game i but even if the connect camera only on the 360 i might still find a way to make the 360 version of a game use that because i know every console owner is going to have one and that's a big benefit all right uh you guys stop so i'm just going to try to move on a little bit here uh the next thing was they announced the new controller and which uh, it's going to have an integrated battery compartment, impulse triggers, Wi-Fi direct radio stack, and precision. Oh, oh direction. hold on, hold on. Trick, trick, I want to stop you. I gotta, I gotta accept something. Hmm. Now, precision directional the, pad. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> now they have the same thing where it says Wi-Fi direct radio stack. Now, when they said about the uh, 802.11n um, Wi-Fi, and it says Wi-Fi direct. I mean, I know a lot about computers and like Wi-Fi. Maybe I'm just retarded, but I have no I have idea. Not, I have no. You have no idea what Wi-Fi Direct I, is. I have no idea. I have um, no idea either. It sounds like some bougie shit. <laughs> current 360s can uh, actually connect wirelessly right now without an extra uh, external port. Right. Well, yes. no, no, no. I know. I, what I is know Wi-Fi what, Direct? Is what yeah. yeah I know what Wi-Fi is. I want to know what the hell Wi-Fi Direct means. Is that like? It's probably it helps you go through your router. Easier connection. I I hope. Maybe I don't know. Whatever. I mean, it sounds like it's just a better Wi-Fi, but like 802.11n is a band that is connected through Wi-Fi. <laughs> so that's why when they said 802.11n and then Wi-Fi Direct, I'm like, well, it said with Wi-Fi Direct, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, maybe that's like the the Microsoft program in there that makes it easier to connect wirelessly. Okay, guess. well, now it's an integrated battery compartment, which to me sounds like. You're still going to be putting in double A, yes, triple A batteries. Yeah, you're going to be putting fucking double A batteries in. You could actually see it if That's... you look at pictures. Are, are oh, we a little see. past the point where we're having to put batteries in our controllers? Not really. Well, it's not like the PS3 or or whatever. You know, I mean, certain still, companies prefer you hook it up. Um, well, the PS3, I can charge. I can plug into my 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 controller for my PS3. I can plug a wire into my PlayStation, and within an hour, my controller is charged up. Well, the thing is, is you always have to remember something. The Xbox controller, I mean, I don't, I haven't touched a PS3, a PS4 controller, or a you know Xbox One controller. But Microsoft has always been a very big stickler about weight, and so they'll feel like, well, out of the package, it weighs less, but when you put batteries in it, it's more. Like it's just, I, I feel like they're trying to just put a statement like you don't need to charge it up. You could just buy batteries. And, and it's also, don't forget, you know how many people probably paid, like I did, you know how many people paid for the play and charge kit? Everybody. Unless you felt like buying a shit ton of batteries. Well, what if that's not compatible with the next system? Are you going to buy it for the next Xbox One, too? Obviously, it's not going to be compatible. Have you seen the controller? There's no kit, right? That shit don't work. 
All right. The next thing they talked oh, about. Well, well, uh, I'm sorry. Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi director initially called Wi-Fi P2P is a standard that enables Wi-Fi devices to easily connect with each other and quickly communicate without requiring a wireless access point. Wi-Fi direct enables devices transfer directly between each other with greatly reduced setup. And only one of the Wi-Fi devices needs to be compliant with Wi-Fi direct to establish the peer-to-peer connection. Wi-Fi direct negotiates link with a Wi-Fi protected set of system that assigns each device a limited wireless access point. The pairing of Wi-Fi direct devices can be set up to require the proximity of a near field communication, a Bluetooth signal, or a button press on one or all of the devices. And some have suggested Wi-Fi direct will replace the need of Bluetooth for applications that don't rely on low energy. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah, I was going to call you Wikipedia Jeff right there. <laughs> wow. So basically, my short-term guess was actually pretty on. It's it's a Wi-Fi ad hoc network with easy setup. Yeah, it, it, it's ad hoc Wi-Fi. But the other thing I want to know is, too, is like, because they said that it's going to be Wi-Fi direct for the controller. So that means the Bluetooth's not going to run on Bluetooth connection. I mean, uh, the controller won't run on Bluetooth, which I feel yeah, would have been easy. I hope not. No, the 360 uses Wi-Fi for the controllers. Yeah, the 360 uses Wi-Fi. I don't know. I yeah. feel like the Wi-Fi is like like they were saying, like you said at the end, Bluetooth is a lot less, you know, power consuming. Yeah, but it's also a bit more latent. Yeah, um, that's true. So I don't know. I'm I'm uh, funny it, funny it, it's like funny anecdote. Potato, potato potato is pretty much what it's what's come down to. For seven years, we've only had five gigahertz Wi-Fi around the office because even if you don't have a controller paired to a 360, it, it constantly is saturating the 2.4 gigahertz network looking for controllers. And we have so many dev kits around there that we couldn't do 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi for network connections because there's all these 360s going, is there a controller around? Is there a controller around? Is there a controller around? It's like, it's like oh, my God, we're just swimming in, in, in radiation right now. Well, well, let's just hope that they fix that problem for you guys. So uh, tinfoil, maybe. I don't know. We're, we're, we're wearing tinfoil hats. Make, make, sure, you, make sure you're wearing lead around, you know, oh, lead uh, uh, jock straps, you know, so protect that area. Tricky, I do want to point out something before you get into the games. Oh, never mind. It's, it's on the bottom. We can talk about it later. I was going <coughs> to talk about it now because we were talking about the controller. Well, I, I was going to go into the next thing they said was uh, Xbox Live is going to be improved. Some interesting notes that they had was that when the original Xbox was launched, they were being powered by 500 servers. At the launch of the 360, they had upgraded up to 3,000 servers, and now the Xbox 360 is being run off of over 15,000 servers. But when the Xbox One launches, Xbox Live is going to be powered by over 300,000 servers. I know Microsoft's a big company, but if they fucking overshoot those servers by this much, I'm going to laugh my ass off with their fucking power bills. Well, I, I'm going to laugh, and you know, <laughs> I, I, I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm going to laugh if Xbox, uh, Xbox Live still goes down on Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for all those servers, they still basically are maybe one Google data center. Yep. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's an impressive number, but it really isn't compared yeah. to some of the other... Like yeah. private networks and public networks that we've built around the world in the past <laughs> ten years. Facebook and Google could probably shit on my Xbox oh. One server. Well, right I, I I do like to quote that they said uh, the three hundred thousand servers is more than what the world uses now. Wow. And and an original Macintosh one twenty eight had more computing power in it than what we used in its entirety to send a man to the moon. And my cell phone probably has ten times the amount of computing power that my college had when I went there. It's it's an inevitability, right? Yeah, it's not like they're just throwing numbers at you to make themselves feel better when they say it. 
All right. It, it's, it's, what they're saying is they're putting a lot of time and effort behind yeah. making live a huge, freaking, hopefully robust system that is going to have a lot of services available. And that's that, awesome. The know, number itself needs to be Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I also saw uh, some comments people were talking about now that they're boosting up Xbox Live. Does that mean that the Xbox Live that we know now is going to change? And they, they said during the conference, and I guess a lot of people missed it, is that. The Xbox Live you have now is going to, for the same subscription price and everything, it, it's going to transfer over to the Xbox One. So you don't have to worry about the price being raised or service changing. The, yeah. It's just going to be more powerful now. Yeah, I, I don't believe the price won't change, I'll tell you well, that. I, I, well, see, I'm, I'm trying to do this because everybody calls me the Sony fanboy. I'm trying to do this where I'm not <laughs> trying to shit on Bias. the Xbox. No, no. It's not, I, listen, I'm just saying, if you're going to have... if Now, like... Jeff said that the three hundred thousand servers is not shit coming through a lot of other you know play, other websites and public media, but if you're gonna jump from fifteen thousand to three hundred thousand, you're gonna tell me that within the next year that this next console is gonna be out, you are not gonna raise the price of Xbox Live because you're adding all these extra features. I call shenanigans on that shit. But they've already lowered the price though because they got rid of the family plan. That's I don't have I don't have to pay extra for multiple accounts now. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, I only had one account, so... Well, right, but, you know, it, for people... People who didn't that, have multiple accounts, yeah. Right. You know, so there has already been a cost savings to be. I don't know what the price is going to be on it. Um, I have always thought that I get a decent amount of value out of it. But if you've ever watched what your friends are doing on Xbox Live over the past, say, 12, 18 months, you always see more people using Netflix and the video <laughs> apps than you see playing yep. games. That is true. And, so, uh, I see more Netflix and than anything right. else. And you guys were talking earlier. I mean, if I don't have a cable subscription, am I going to be able to make use of all this cool stuff on the one that they showed off yesterday? Yes, you are, because that thing has an Ethernet port in the back of it and has Wi-Fi. And many more people consume television through the Internet now than they necessarily do using a cable coming into the back of their television. Yeah. Hulu, so, Hulu and e- Netflix. Right, go. exactly. And sci-fi. And, I mean, there's there's many, many sort. There's direct streaming and there's there's there's... Uh, video aggregators out there watching tv over the internet is just a thing now you don't necessarily have to have a cable box microsoft is going to have a strong relationship with the big cable companies for sure but if you don't have something going into the hdmi in of that box it's not going to be a useless device okay uh the next thing they said was the same as the playstation 4 they're going to have their own game dvr in which you're going to be able to record your gameplay um they also announced that there's going to be uh, editing and sharing tools integrated into the system, so you're actually going to be able to take your video, edit it on the system, and share it straight from the system, not having to uh, take it out of the system, do all you guys stuff. That was not announced with the PlayStation 4, so I think this is a, a step up with Microsoft in that department. Um, it's taking something from 343. And uh, they also said that achievements are going to evolve over time. Um, I, I did a little research on that. Basically, what it's going to be is because uh, your achievements are going to be you know online and whatnot, c- developers and companies are going to be able to see what achievements you have, and they're going to be able to change the, the achievements as they go and whatnot. Now, I don't know if that has any validity to it, and Jeff, I'm not going to ask you because you, I don't know if you're going to be able to answer that, but that's the research I did. Now, that's all rumor and speculation at this point. But they said your achievements are, be able, are going to be able to evolve over time. Take that however you want to take that. Well, 
I'm just going to point out that if you achieve something, how is it supposed to evolve? Like, if you are not, just hear me out. If you, if let's say uh, I was playing uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, right? And the one achievement was you kill a Blood Dragon. Okay. And you get the achievement. How are you going to evolve? You're going to say, like, oh, well, now I'm going to fuck you up and say, instead of just killing that one, now you got to kill 20. And I took well, the fucking points away. They put achievements in WoW many years ago, and there were achievements like visit every, uh, every landmass in the world. And every time a new expansion comes out that it adds a landmass, you have to. You have to explore oh, that no, landmass yeah. to get that achievement to pop up again. So that's an evolving achievement. And I played the, WoW the, for five years. Yeah, me. but no. the thing is, is that the goal of that achievement doesn't change. It's there to entice you to explore the new world. So why shouldn't it reset? Well, I mean, not reset, but why shouldn't you have to go explore the new landmass when it comes out to keep the achievement? So there are lots of ways you can define an evolving achievement without it being yeah. a negative. Well, okay. Well, but isn't in a way, isn't that alienating anybody who doesn't get the expansions? But then no, you, but the no, thing is, you then, have to buy it for it to work. Yeah, just because the expansion comes out doesn't mean they reset your achievement. It's not until you actually register the the that you have the 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 expansion that your achievement then has that extra level added on to it for you to go and achieve. So if I just played base WoW forever, well, one I'd be in a very lonely spot in the world these days. Oh, but God. I could get that achievement, and it would always be the achievement for me because I would have explored everything that was available to me. You'd be a level 60 just sitting there all by yourself. Hello. <laughs> all right. And next thing we have is Andrew Wilson from EA came out and announced four games are going to be coming to the Xbox One. That's including FIFA, Madden, UFC, and NBA Live. Which I, I guess uh, to me, it really didn't uh, surprise me. But I guess that's a good announcement. Uh, but EA also came, uh, excuse me, Andrew Wilson came out and said that they're announcing the EA Sports Ignite system, and that's going to be their upgraded thing of being able to uh, make the AI better, make your control of your character better. You know, you'll be able to juke more, use your head, and whatnot. So, and then we got our first. We got our first vision of games in which they showed, uh, you know, like a little teaser trailer of the, the, the four games that I previously said. Uh, before I move on to our, the next person that came out, does anybody have anything they want to say about the, the footage they saw within that package? Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to speak about why those two companies were out there. Again, it's a Wall Street. Th- well, okay, there's a couple of things here. They, they put the NFL in. And so, of course, it would make sense to continue through with that theme, especially since you're sort of showing, uh, you're showing Wall Street that you're making a device that can be used for gaming and other things. So, hey, why not just continue on with that? And it's also that EA is the number one publisher and Activision is the number two publisher. It's good for Microsoft to show, even at this early stage, that there is buy-in on their product by the number one and number two publishers in the world. Look what happened last week when EA said, oh, by the way, we're not doing anything else on the Wii U. That's that's the death knell. EA did the same thing to the Dreamcast. And so Microsoft absolutely has to show Wall Street that there's third-party 
interest in this. And so they just basically went to those two publishers and said, you guys get a few minutes, show what you want. EA, we prefer you to show sports and specifically the NFL, but it's, it's your few minutes. And of course, EA and Activision are going to jump at that because they are publicly traded companies and they want Wall Street to see that they're, have, they're going to be expanding their business by marketing to this new console. So it's a win-win for everybody by letting those two companies up there without actually having to disclose anything interesting to gamers. Again, it's all and it was all investor oriented yesterday. Yeah. All right. So the next thing uh, that was shown is Phil Spencer came out to talk about more about games, and he showed us a trailer of Forza Five, which is when announced, and it's also was announced as a launch title for the Xbox One. Um, anybody have any comments they want to make about that teaser trailer before we move on to the next game shown? Okay. Okay. It- it, it, there was there were two points of that. The the investor point of that was to show them that there is strong support within side of Microsoft developing for the new console. Yes, they showed Forza, but before that, they showed all the large number of Microsoft studios around the world developing games for this thing, and that's that's to show the investors that Microsoft is behind their own product, which is a very key thing. And secondly, it was a shot directly across the bow of Sony and Polyphony because they just got done last week showing us. Uh, Gran Turismo 6 and touting that it's coming out on the current PlayStation. Microsoft has said, yes, uh, by the way, we're already catching up to them. We're on to Forza 5, even though we got a far later state, uh, start into the series than they did on theirs. And ours is coming out on the next console. They're, they're using that as a way to sell consoles to Sony owners currently. Look, we, our driving game, which people say is better, is coming out on the new hardware. Why don't you come over here and buy this? All right. Um, so that's going to be a big. That's going to be like the big sales war this year, I think, at Christmas time. Okay. Uh, the next thing they showed was Quantum Break, which was shown with a live action trailer, and basically all we really saw was a. Are you sure that was live action? Because that. Well, it started <laughs> off with a live action, and then the girl grabbed the what I'm going to assume was her mother's ear. And then they showed a boat basically taken out of bridge. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, and then they, they showed the little girl again, live action, back in the car. Interesting. And, um, not really much was said about it. Uh, again, does anybody else want to speak anything? Or, Jeff, I mean, is it basically another investor thing? I, I, I didn't understand anything about that. Okay. I, I, oh, great. Remedy's making a game. Um, and it's not a mashup of Quantum Leak and Point Break. We're not getting Scott Bakula and Keanu Reeves. Uh, so I'm not really sure what it was about. It seemed interesting. I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to put like a Watch Dogs vibe into the presentation. Well, I, um, so, so, some people were making comments that uh, it was a lot like Beyond Two Souls and that even that they put Quantum in the name. I, I think that was a little fanboyish talk going on, but they were saying that it looked a little bit like Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, uh, it's it's Remedy. They're going to make a good product, but I really don't... It, it, that reveal should have been saved till two weeks from now, I think. Well, they could actually showcase a little more of it. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, before we move off of the games, uh, he also announced that the Xbox One is going to be getting 15 new exclusives in the first year of launch, including eight new uh, ISPs. Uh, IPs. Right. I, IPs. ISPs. Internet. Uh, 15 more than what they you know had what? the whole I'm life sorry. of the 360. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're correct. I, I, 
I read that wrong. It, it, it's okay. It's okay. Listen, listen. The one thing I want to state is I don't want to hear we're going to have 15 exclusives and five of them are we're getting exclusive Call of Duty DLC. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or Connect or, or connect titles. Yeah, like, no shit The Connect is an exclusive title. I don't see the PlayStation Connect. <laughs> there's no there's no Connect Adventures Part 2 on fucking PlayStation 4. So... Uh, all right, and then uh, the part that I know Jamie's going to have a few things to say about. They, <laughs> next thing, Nancy Tellum came out to talk to you about TV, and they were talking about the TV, and the, then she brought on Bonnie Ross, who came on to talk about the Halo live-action TV series, in which they didn't say how, but somehow Steven Spielberg is a part of the project. About flipping time, somebody comes out and actually makes a TV series. Because they made uh, uh, they made a, uh, a mini series movie for for three four three to uh, um, Ford of the Dawn, and I guess they have good reviews for that. I've seen it myself; it's not a bad movie. But finally, it's getting credit to actually. Sh- they've been talking about this for I don't know how long. But do do we really need a live action Halo TV show? Uh, probably to promote the next game. It's going to be Defiance 2.0. But I mean, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, Halo is uh, an established product at this point. Do we need to promote it more? Well, yeah, because it's almost like Call of Duty. Yeah, uh, but there's no Call of Duty Halo TV show. No, but this Halo Four is based. Yeah, there is. It's called CNN. See, uh, uh, a futuristic-looking <laughs> Call of Duty. I, I was going to crack that joke, but I was waiting for a break in the conversation. It's called the Afghani News Network. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Spielberg goes on in that reveal for uh, a good while about how interactive storytelling and and immersive games opens up new narratives to authors and allows new exploration for for telling stories. And he goes, he really gets to the heart of what games can be because of the fact that they're in, they're interactive. And then he follows it up with, and so I'm going to make a Halo live action television show. And you're like, wait, what? So you're taking this very rich and cool story from an interactive medium and you're making a passive show about it? And then it hit me. Do you guys remember that EA had a deal with Spielberg to make three games and they canceled it after the first one because nobody bought Bloom Blocks? Like, yeah. he, he had an attempt to make a really cool interactive whatever he wanted to and he didn't. And so now all he's doing is cribbing TV shows off of my medium? I'm not, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this idea. I, I honestly, like, alright, now, for someone that, I don't play the Defiance video game, but I watch the Defiance show. Given how many people try on Laid Off last week, nobody's playing the Defiance video game. <laughs> but the, the show is awesome. actually a pretty good show. Like, I, I actually like oh, My heart goes out to those people. Yeah, yeah. Heart goes out to people. But, honestly, I don't, I don't really like Halo, but I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't watch a Halo TV show. Mainly because if it's going to be, what's the point if, if it's going to be, sort of like I said, passive? So what the fuck is that? What are you, like a, a commander telling people to go places and shit? Like you're in space the whole well, time, wa- not doing shit? Well, by, the- by passive, I mean the audience. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to watch the screen without interacting with the screen. It's, why? So hopefully he does better than Sci-Fi Channel did with the Red yeah. Faction movie. Um... Does anyone else have anything else to say about Halo? Yes, I always do. 
<laughs> and anything important that we should know about the television show? Well, the only reason why I could think of them making more shows or trying to make a new show and all that stuff is because, like, they've had three or four games or off-brand games of Halo for just, you know, another story. Like, Halo Reach was a whole different story. Had nothing to do with the Master Chief. I think that's what Spielberg's probably going to do, is make a whole different storyline, but it's going to be based on the Halo world or Halo universe. Oh, so. well, we'll see. Anyway, um, the so, next... Well, uh, so the next thing they did was they showed a video package, again, showing how they're partnering with the NFL to do the fantasy football updates during live stream. Um, we already talked about that, so I'm just going to move on to the next thing. Uh, they They did announce that the Xbox One will be coming later this year, but no price or date was given other than this year. Then they close out the show. Uh, I I heard somebody talk. I didn't hear what they said. It's probably gonna be November. And continue. Okay. Then they close out the show with Eric Hirschberg. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Hirsch. Yeah, Hirschberg. Um, from Activision, come out to talk about Call of Duty Ghosts, which I kind of expected. Uh, you know, Xbox is very Call of Duty heavy with their shows. Uh, we saw a our first trailer of Call of Duty Ghost, and they also announced that DLC, of course, is going to be launching with a time exclusive on the Xbox again. Shocker. Well, yeah, and I I, I saw some quotes. Somebody was going, DLC coming to Xbox. This is a game changer. And I just responded, no, the game stayed the same. This is the same thing that happened last console. But uh, I'm not a Call of Duty fan. But I, I know that there was a lot of comments, including Jeff, you you saw a particular uh, picture that made you laugh about the demonstration. Uh, oh, the, 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 the Call of Duty dog, they're animating his jaw. I'm like, really? This is what they're showing as game developers? Oh, okay. Why don't we just go ahead and say we're going to tighten up the graphics on level three? It's like, whatever. But hey, it's got a dog in it. And you can see the scars on his ears. Um, I'm hoping, like, when I play an online match and I get shot constantly, the dog comes over and licks my face or something to make me feel better. I don't, I don't understand why the dog's in the game. Well, I, a lot of people are also saying that uh, they're wondering if they're going to be able to strap a bomb to the back of the dog and run it into... Oh, my God. Wow, that's cruel. <laughs> I, I, oh, that just sounds like some... I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying that some of the comments that people were saying, it, it, are they going to be able to strap a bomb to the dog and send the dog in? I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying that some of the comments people were making. The dog already has his own Twitter account. Somebody, somebody made a Call of Duty dog Twitter account yesterday right after the reveal, and the things the dog has been saying on Twitter for the past 24 hours are pretty ridiculous. Like, oh, by the way, Call of Duty's still going to be a yearly release, but you know, for me, that's every seven years. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they're talking about how like in the reveal they're talking about the dynamic maps and how things can change and the call of duty dogs on twitter talking about that just means he's going to walk around the maps crapping everywhere and <laughs> i think it's funny i i i'm a i'm a huge call of duty dog fan now but um, I, I now with this trailer i mean they he he said that they didn't want to play the safe route and just make another modern warfare game that they wanted to move on to another uh franchise uh, 
they they were saying with the ghost you they they want to be more compassionate with the the cast they they want to try to make it more dynamic and they also showed a video of showing what modern warfare 3 looked like compared to on the the old console compared to what it looks like on the new console uh i i really like to me like i said i'm not a call of duty fan but i didn't see anything that was really that impressive with this video to to stand out that this should be what they end their show with what do you guys think i want a game bro you know what this like um what's his name said um ah uh, Jeff said, "This is all for, for their uh, their wallets." Yeah. Wall what, what other, what other big franchise does Activision have that they can show off right now? Three four three is for uh, not, uh, no Bungie's with uh, Activision now gets a ten year contract. Uh, the de- yeah, the yeah. Destiny thing and the, the Destiny is such an unknown. And you're right; it's an investor thing. Everybody knows Call of Duty. I mean, it is it is that outside of World of Warcraft is literally Activision's defining brand at the moment. So, of course, they're going to come forward with Call of Duty, regardless of what it is right now, um, because because the investors are going to know that name. Well, they certainly weren't going to come up with Diablo. That's for sure. <laughs> no. No. So, th- it's a name recognition thing. But, um, yeah, that was the end of the conference. But I know there's a couple more things we could bring up. One, which just came out recently, was that the Xbox One is incompatible with all current gaming headsets right now. Every single one. That bites. So if you paid $300 for your, you know, Astro AX <laughs> 180s, you're fucked, pal, because that sure. shit's not going to work. Well, no one, lubrication. One, one thing that I always said, uh, and I say this on Trophy Horse a lot, is the fact that Unless you're in the community, like all of us, we, we go to websites, we listen to podcasts, we we're, you know we listen to the news. To that average mom and pop who just goes to the store and picks up a game for their kid, and they're going to go out and buy these headsets, and then they're going to find out in six months' time that their headsets no longer work. And, you know, there's got to be, I, I, my opinion, that... Microsoft has got to do something to make these headsets compatible with the new system. No, Microsoft don't have to do shit. Because what they're going to say is, fuck For you, buy a new fucking headset. Or they're going to ship you with one that supposedly, quote-unquote, as I've read that speculation, is going to be a chat stereo headset. So let's see how that rolls out. If it, if it is stereo, that's great. But once again, you got to think about it, too. You know... There might be a company that isn't Microsoft that, although it seems quite hardly that it's not going to be this way, they like because every patent supposedly has to go through them to make accessories for the Xbox One, that they're going to try to make, like you said, an adapter for, you know, let's say you have those two $300 Astros and you want to hook them up to the Xbox One. They might have an adapter for that, but then again, like I said, they were thinking about doing stereo, and most of your stuff isn't going to be compatible. So, I don't know. I feel like if, if PlayStation, if PS4 has the, can use the same as they have now, which, if it's going to be Bluetooth, then yes. Then I don't, like, you know, people are going to be like, well, I, this one I don't have to spend an extra $150 to get my, you know, 
New Turtle Beaches. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a money thing. It depends on what you want. I don't. I have one gaming headset, and I ever use it. I use pretty much my PC headset, which cost me forty bucks. So, all right. Uh, let's let's move on to another thing uh, that came out after the conference. One of the announcements is that indie developers are not going to be able to self-publish on the Xbox One. Anybody, any independent developer wishing to get games on Xbox will have to. Uh, go through Microsoft or a third-party publisher to get their games on XBLA. I think that's a real bad drawback because indie games on Xbox right now are huge. A lot of people play them. Yeah, but right now they go through a very big screening process, too. But, I mean, is is this really that big of a deal? I mean, uh... Well, think about it this way. When Sony comes out, Sony goes... You want to you want to make a game? Just put it on our console. Here it is. Do it. Microsoft's going. Well, you either have to sign up with us. Here's a fee. We want a chunk of change, or you got to sign with the third party. There's some more chunk of change. Or Sony's just going. You want to make money? Here, put it on our system. But Sony's still going to test those games. There's still going to be a gating factor there. Yes. If I want to put a game on the iPhone, I have to pay Apple $100 a year. I, if I want to put a game on, on Steam, I now have to go through a green light process. Um, it's, it's, I like the fact that they're not going to separate live arcade games and live indie games into like sub-basements of basements within the marketplace this time around. Like Everything is going to be in one big marketplace together. That's a huge bonus for indie developers because exposure has been the biggest problem to them. Um, but I absolutely understand that Microsoft wants to make sure that there's a certain level of quality within the game so that people don't think that their console is at fault when things crash. I don't have a problem with that. Um, we'll see, though. Uh, I don't. I don't really think Sony's just going to be like, "Oh, okay, just upload a game to the internet and we'll put it on our store, and people will be able to play it on the PlayStation 4." There's going to be an approval process because there has to be a quality gateway somewhere. All right, and the next topic we have, and for anybody that has an Xbox, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong with what I'm saying, is because I'm not entirely sure what I'm about to say is 100% true. Uh, a story has come out that with the Xbox One, the hard drives are not going to be able to be replaced by. The users, it has to be done by Microsoft, but they did announce that the the Xbox One will be using the USB 3.0 port, which will support external storage. Yes. Now, what the the part that I'm not entirely sure that I'm going to say is true is with the 360. Um, well, okay, let me let me start off with the PlayStation. I could go. It, it's, to, it's I could go right. to any buy any laptop hard drive and I put could, that in there. I could answer this for you right now. Go ahead. With any 360 right now, old one or new one, you cannot put any hard drive in there. You have to right. buy the Microsoft hard drive. Right. So and- reg- regardless of the fact, this does not really change much other than the fact is if your three your Xbox One breaks and you can't get your hard drive out, you have to send it back with probably your new hard drive that you're going to pay for or – if it's still under warranty, Microsoft should give you a new hard drive or replace the hard drive in the new system. And then it's going to be difficult. There's not going to be like a transfer cable like there was for the old one. I still use it. But now, the, so this is basically negating uh, Microsoft from selling uh, bigger hard drives in the future? No, well, no, they, they will still sell their own yeah, branded hard them. drives in the future. If you look at the, the, the uh, 
the media stills that they put out, the left side, looking at the front of it, the left side of that box has a recessed USB port with a cover over the side of the box, which is very reminiscent of the current, the original like Hourglass 360's removable side so you could install the sidecar hard drive. And I'm guessing that they'll have their own branded sidecar hard drives that are just USB 3.0 this time around. But they're also saying that you can go into Best Buy, any other retailer or fries or whatever, and buy an external USB 3.0 hard drive, plug it in, it'll recognize it, format it, and you'll be able to use it and put all your stuff on there also. So you won't be locked into having to buy a Microsoft-branded hard drive. Okay, and now with with the PlayStation 3, if I have an external hard drive, I I can put my music, my movies, and stuff like that and be able to play it off the hard drive, but I can't install my games. Do you think that with the way the Xbox One is set up, that I'll be able to install games on the external and be able to play them off of that? I'm almost certain that in one of the post-reveal interviews yesterday, they, they said so. and I, I have to assume that that's the case, because a half-terabyte internal is okay, and let's be honest, even on the PlayStation 3, there aren't a lot of games that actually use the full 50 gigabytes of a Blu-ray for, for all, like all unique content. A lot of a lot of the level-based games, they repeat assets in different spots of the disk so you don't have to wait on the streaming. Microsoft is saying all game installs have to be mandatory. Even if I'm saying that I'm going to use half a Blu-ray at 25 gigs, I'm only getting 20 games, not counting anything else on that hard drive. If I have to install my entire library and I don't have to put the disk back in to play the game later, then I don't want to be uninstalling things. So they better let me have more than 25 games over the life of that console and the only way they're going to be able to do that is if they let me put a game on an external device. Okay. Yeah. The game actually well, runs better when it's installed anyway. Yeah, well, it does. But like full install, though, like PC. Well, well, yeah. well you'll, you will be able, as I understand from what they said, you will be able to play the game while it's installing. That's going to be like one of the requirements. But Whoa. the game, the game does have to be installed on the hard drive. And but they're also this time around, since they're having a way to to identify the game other than the disc ID, is you won't have to hunt around and put the disc in the drive to play the game. You'll be able to play it just in. You'll be able to launch it off the hard drive and and go. So. Just like I do, um, it's just like PC games, right? You just you install it and then you, you lock the disc away somewhere and don't worry about it again. Um, or like they're insinuating yesterday, give it to a friend so he installs it and then just pays them directly for the game. Okay, um, okay. I, I don't want to cut you off, Jeff, but I it, you're kind of leading into the next topic. And I, I want to read uh, this story almost uh, word for word. I'm going to try to summarize the best I can because it's kind of a lengthy story. But a lot of people uh, are getting worried about being able to use games and whatnot. And the original story came out and it said, Reports are claiming that the Xbox One will require all games to be installed on the console's hard drive before they can be played. According to Wired, if owners want to use the disc with a second account, they'll be asked to pay a fee to install the game from the disc, suggesting that once games are installed, you won't, be able, you won't need to insert the disc to play. It's unclear what this means as far as second-hand market through Microsoft announced on a FAQ page um, that, and the page has since been removed, that the Xbox One is designed to, quote, enable customers to trade and trade in and resell games, and we'll have more details to share later. An update came later saying that Microsoft is attempting to clarify what has quickly become a convoluted and confusing situation for gamers. In a blog post, Major Nelson has some good news. He said, quote, should you choose to play your game at your friend's house, there is no fee to play that game while you are signed into your profile. He said, 
But if your friend wants to play the game on his profile, there is a rumor going right now that the fee is going to be almost either $40, 50 or $60 unless you are logged into your main account, which means that uh, from the way I'm understanding this, if... Jeff, you have you bought the game and your kids have an Xbox Live account and through parental controls, your kids are able to play that game, but your roommate, so to speak, would not be able to play that game on his account. That's the way I understand it. That and that is that is what I was reading into it also. As long as there are as long as there are accounts that are linked to the main account uh, for other members of the family, which is going to be an interesting thing uh, this time around, like because we were talking earlier, they've they've slashed the price on the family plan. So there's going to be a way to set up like parent-child accounts um, that all accounts, all, all sub accounts linked to the main account will be able to play the game, but other accounts and other devices, other main accounts and other sub accounts and other devices won't be able to play the game without purchasing it. And that, I think that's a totally fair thing to do. Now, is is this uh, basically? Uh, Getting, you know, making companies like GameStop and Best Buy where they sell used games, is that basically negating their ability to sell used games? Is what, for the limited information that was put out yesterday, yes. But, because, I mean, the first time I, as an uninformed consumer, go into GameStop and spend $20, $30, $40 on an Xbox One disc, I come home, I stick it in, and suddenly I have to give Microsoft another $40 or $50 to play the game, I'm going straight back to to GameStop and raising a holy heck, right? That's You you can't do that to me as an uninformed consumer. Um, But I don't think we've heard the whole story yet, because while GameStop does market used games, they're also a huge seller of original games. And the 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 big Microsoft and Sony don't want to tick GameStop off because they need places to sell this hardware. And GameStop sells a lot of hardware, um, so there's something else going on, and we just don't know what it is yet. Well, um, I, I mean, another thing that's going on, and they did insinuate this yesterday, is since games have to be installed to the hard drive, you, you're going to be able to buy the games off of X, off the live marketplace. I don't know if they're going to do first-run games immediately, but I, I would expect over the life of the console that you will be able to do a very Steam-like experience where you wake up in the morning and, oh, look, a game was released last night, you know, and it's a new AAA title, and you can just purchase it without ever going to the store. I totally expect that to happen this time around. All right. Um, but used used games, we haven't heard everything yet at all. Okay, uh, and for our last uh, topic, uh, there was a little bit. Uh, IGN put up a little thing saying, "What do we know and what what don't we know about the Xbox One?" So as I read the question and the answer, if you guys want to jump in, jump in. Otherwise, I'm just going to try to keep it moving because there's a couple questions, uh, a lot of questions here. Um, does it require an internet connection? Yes, it does require the internet connection. And according to Phil Harrison, it says that the Xbox One will approximately need to be on at least every 24 hours for games and services that rely heavily on the cloud. Uh, is it always online? Technically, no. It depends on your definition of the phrase. You will be able to watch TV and Blu-ray movies and play single-player games without being connected to the internet at all times. But as outlined above, the console will need access to the internet at least once a day. So I guess that kind of answers the question about the always well, online system. Well, no, it says if you if you are somewhere without internet connection at all, such as a military base, you will not be able to use Xbox One. Next question is: 
can I play my friends' games on my console? As I stated before, no, not unless you're signed in as them. Otherwise, you have to pay full price to access that game. That is the current stance. Um, as we said before, that may change. Uh, it says, what about members of my family on the same console? Yes, if a game is installed on the console, anybody that uses that console can play it through that console's parental controls. How many accounts this is applied to, you know, it does not say right now. Bottom line, you can only share games if your accounts are on the same console and the parental, parental controls are set up to do so. Okay, sounds right. Can it play pre-owned games? Yes, but we don't know how, and Microsoft isn't sane at this point. Uh... What about disc rental services like Love Film and Gamefly? Obviously, it's going to be affected, but they don't know how yet. Does every game ha- need to be installed? Yes. It needs to be fully installed on the system, and that's, that's the way it is. How big is the hard drive? 500 gigs. A lot of people I heard complain saying that was a little bit too small in this day and age. They wanted at least a terabyte. I kind of agree with that. Uh... I'll stop right now to ask anybody: 500 gigs good or terabyte Actually, minimum? More than enough. I mean, so. 500 gigs is is good, but if like how Jeff said earlier, if you have to install the fucking game on there and the game's 25 gigs, you only get in 20 games. Okay. Um, keep in mind that the, it could be that the price difference between a 500 gig hard drive and a terabyte hard drive bumps the cost, the end cost of an Xbox One over. Whatever the magical price point is, be it two ninety nine, three ninety nine, four ninety nine, there, there's a price that Microsoft doesn't want to go over because some oh, people won't buy it. Yeah. And would you would would you rather you know instead of two ninety nine for a console with a five hundred gig hard drive, would you rather pay three ninety nine for one with a terabyte hard drive, or would you rather buy the, the five hundred gig hard drive uh, console at two ninety nine and then go buy your own terabyte hard drive later? when you need to for maybe only 60 or 70 bucks, right? I don't, I don't know. I'm like a luxurious bastard. I probably want it for, for 3.99. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> you're right. Well, you're right. And yeah, and I bet this thing will come out at multiple price points. But what they're saying is is that the the cost of goods and manufacturing dictates that if they want to ma- they they won't meet a certain retail price that they have to go with a certain quality of of hardware and the, this hard drive is it. You know, I actually want to point something out, too, about hard drives as well. Like, I, I thought maybe this could have happened, but it, it just would have been too expensive if they put a fucking SSD in there. You can you can put your own SSD in there. I mean, well, that's in true, there, too. I mean, you, you could always add. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can. I mean, since you can plug your own one in, if you want to have an SSD drive on a USB 3 connection to put your games on, go for it. Probably going to be better and faster than the hard drive already in it. <laughs> All right, next question. Will it work without Connect? No. It will not work with Connect. The old new Connect, the old new Connect is now essential and integrated part of the platform. By having it as a constant part of every Xbox One game and entertainment creators can build experiences that assume the availability of voice, gesture, natural sensing, leading to unrivaled ease of use, premium experiences, and interactivity for you. However, developers are will not be mandated to use Connect in every game, and that another thing is you also cannot. Turn off the Connect's microphone. It says it will always be listening. Oh just, hell! Just, oh hell no! That just, just sounds. That just uh-oh. sounds like some fucking big brother. Shit. Just wait till that camera on the Connect starts glowing red and it demands you start calling it Hal. Then all it's all over. <laughs> uh, will all the live TV stuff be available outside the U.S. at launch? No, as right now only the U.S. will have live TV at launch. 
How will Xbox One Live TV work with existing cable providers like Sky? They don't know. No Microsoft source has been clear on this. Both Harrison and UK marketing director Harvey Eagle has stated that this will be revealed in due course. It's likely that the the requisite agreements are not in place yet. Xbox.com's own Xbox One information suggests that eventually it will work with any TV viewing box via HDMI pass-through. And that's basically what Jeff was saying about plug in your cable box. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Is the system backwards compatible? No. Not any, not any Xbox 360 game, digital or physical, will work with the system. Yep, sounds like I'm not going to buy it. See, that, that always bothered me. Like, I understand there was actually, I think, I, I read something earlier where it's like, you know, they want us to have it to be the one console, but you don't want us to not get rid of our 360 because you can't let us play the games on it. Okay, and very very quickly, name a PS3 game that came out early on in the PS3 generation that you still play to this day. Metal Gear Solid 4. Okay. Uh, PS3. Warhawk. Okay. Now, I kind of feel like... I get get where Jeff is coming from, and I I have played, like, beginning titles. Um, The one thing that I will say that was, like, I also like how on my PS3 now, I have the availability of... I mean, it is something funny, but like a PS1 title, but that's not really like there's no PS2 titles. Yeah, how 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 many months were we into PS3 sales before they started selling the PS3 without the Emotion Engine in it? Wasn't it only about 12 months? Yeah, actually, I I actually had an old one, so mine worked forever, but unfortunately, well, yeah. it died. But yeah, I mean, and and what's not being mentioned here is the 360 was not backwards compatible with the Xbox. In in a weird twist of fate. The Xbox One is probably closer to achieving backwards compatibility with the original Xbox than the 360 was with the original Xbox because there there are more similar architectures between the original and the One. But Microsoft did do certain amounts of backwards compatibility. What they're saying is the hardware makes it incompatible for backwards compatibility. The 360 was in the same boat. Microsoft released case-by-case emulation packs for certain games, very highly rated games, so that people can continue to play original Xbox games on their 360, but even they stopped doing that after about a year. There's a very limited window where backwards compatibility means anything to anybody. A lot of games uh, I I own that I can still play on a 360 that we can't. No, no. But see... I, you know, I, I get the fact that, you know, both Sony and Microsoft at this point, they want to move on and, you know, they want people to buy their new systems. And a lot of people say, you know, who cares about backwards compatibility because just because you buy the Xbox One or, so, or you buy the P- PlayStation 4, it doesn't mean you're going to throw out your old console. And that's true. But on the same token is I, I want that console where I don't have to plug in my PS3 to my TV again. I want my PlayStation 4 to sit there and be able to play my PS3 games. And especially, and you know, I know we're talking about Microsoft and the Xbox, but in the case of Sony, Sony has PlayStation Plus, in which we get all the free games. You know, is essentially, once I hook up my PlayStation 4, I'm going to lose all those games that well, I had no, Sony, with Sony the PlayStation said that Plus. They, no, Sony had mentioned... They had said that there will be you can it is backwards compatible only through digital or something. Well, That's what I, they meant. well what I'm what I was getting to is the fact that now they're telling me that uh, uh, Microsoft saying that 
physical and digital media is not going to be able to use on your three uh, on the Xbox One. So that means you're going to have to keep both consoles plugged in. Yes. And a lot of people don't have that ability to do that. So that's changing in and out. Now, how many times are going to change in and out? That's you know up for debate. Honestly, but... don't every day don't go back and forth. That's the answer. That's pretty much what Microsoft's telling you. Don't go back and forth every day. What I'm surprised is why only only because PS4 is coming out that Sony wants to put out another console. I think they should wait because 360 is still doing it's still strong and still running all these good games. I okay. Mean, I. I... I didn't follow that, Jamie. Try to say that again. I, maybe it just confused me. What I don't understand is why they. I mean, I understand why they're doing it for the three uh, for the Xbox One. Announce it because PS4 is basically announced it last month. They're like, oh, hey, here's this new game console, and of course, uh, Microsoft's like, oh, well, we gotta put our stuff out there so when Christmas comes, we have something to get money in our pocket. They shouldn't done that. They should have waited like at least another six months to announce it. So the P- Xbox 360 still has, you know, their uh, their golden ticket right now is the 360. So you you feel that they shouldn't have announced the Xbox One for a while to try to let the 360 uh, flourish some more. You think yeah. by announcing the one, it's going to hurt the 360 sales? Yeah. I really do, because really, I mean, I got like at least 40 games of the 360 that, you know, I've had over the years, and now they want to bring out a console or another console. I mean, it's more money coming out of my pocket, more as a consumer, as a player, I'm looking at it like this. It's it's more money I got to pull out of my pocket when they should just keep what they have and slowly integrate all this new tech into the new console instead of like, oh, let's bum rush all this. Because that's all speculation right now. Nobody knows nothing really. And 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 getting getting back to the to the reveal one, this reveal was not a reactionary move to Sony. Both of these companies have been working on these new consoles for quite a long time. It's not like Sony announced a PS4 and suddenly Microsoft scrambled and came up with something called the One. They've they've been working on this hardware for quite some time. But look again, look back at what they showed off yesterday. They're not they're not they didn't show off a console to replace your 360 yet. They showed off a device for couch potatoes. And I know that's slightly derogatory, but they showed off a device for people for, for the living room for the masses. The games line up at E3 will tell more of the story. I think that both Sony and Microsoft should be well prepared for a much slower console transition this time around than there was last time or the time before that. It's not going to be an overnight thing like it was. Because there, there are a lot of games still coming out for the 360. Heck, I'm, I'm finishing up one right now that's going to be selling this, this later this summer, this fall. right? And there are more 360 games coming out after that. Um, and a lot of... I mean, it's a strong console. I mean, Sony just stopped PS2 development less than two years ago, I think, um, because of worldwide sales. The 360 is going to be with us for a while, and the one is being positioned to sell into a different market. Microsoft might be expecting it to sell more into that market first and then to gamers later. Who knows? Um, but it's... It, it's don't, don't think that we're all going to turn around and throw our 360s in the trash well, come sometime in November, because we're not. No, it's just because, like, what... Like, what... <laughs> 
Hold on, see. Let me right, get my well, thoughts wh- together. Well, why because... you get you? Why you get that thought together? Let me just. Uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me go over the last four questions here. Will your Xbox Live account transfer? Yes. You don't need to buy a new Xbox Gold uh, Live subscription. Your current membership will work transferring from the 360 into the One. Well, your gamer score is also going to come along with you too, along with your avatar. All that stuff is going to transfer over. Your digital library, games library, no. Whatever you bought on Xbox Live Arcade is going to have to stay with your 360. But your entertainment purchases, which I'm assuming is your music and your movies, yes. they will transfer over. And the last question, uh, I think, is a dull question. Will I still have to pay for Xbox Live Gold? Yes. You're still going to have to buy it. You still got to pay for it. It's a premium service that's going to transfer over. So that is basically all that we uh, I put on the agenda. Does anybody have any closing statements before we actually close out the show? Yeah. What's up with uh, I heard about Killer Instinct? I, I heard something about that, but I, I haven't read anything on that. I heard they, Clay Fighter, so let's get it over with. Yeah, it, they well, all they said is that there that there will be a new title from a classic rare IP on the one. Um, I'm going for Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> or even oh, better, even better Kazooie Xbox games. Even better Blast Core. That was like the best rare game ever made. But you had to be a Nintendo 64 owner to recognize it. And I think oh, everyone I just... that game. Oh, yeah. I mean, the great, like, the, the weird sort of electronic banjo backbeat music and the whole stupid backstory of, oh, there's a nuclear missile-carrying semi that's yeah, out of control. Okay. So instead of stopping it, you have to destroy every town destroy, it might yeah, pass like, through just to like, be why safe. Why not just blow up the... Like, why not just break the, the truck? No, because no, it's more fun to do donuts and gigantic pickup trucks and take out gigantic apartment yeah, complexes like, where people might so be living. stupid, but it was like... It was I'm, awesome. It's like, I'm 12. I'm going to fucking kill shit. Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, I, I, I'd i love to keep talking to you guys, gentlemen, but I know we all have things to do. Uh, one final question, and I will be asking this question again to you guys in two weeks. Hopefully, we can get together after uh, Xbox's, uh, excuse me, Microsoft's E3 press conference. Uh, simple least, question. Just say in general E3. You don't got to wait for it through Microsoft. Well, I, I'm planning to do another one of these for their E3 conference. Uh, simple question, yes or no, and then we're going to close out the show. With what you saw yesterday, is the Xbox One a day one purchase for you? Well, I'm just going to go roll call. I'm going to go from my right Skype screen to my left. Jeff, with you, day one purchase or no? Uh, it depends on that day. I will not go out on Black Friday and buy anything. Yield? <laughs> no. Stash? Probably not. Black Chaos. Hell no. Jamie? No. And currently I'm going to say no also, although I am looking forward to what they could do at E3 because I am kind of intrigued on trying to buy this. I want to just see Fable 4. If I see Fable 4, they got my money. All right, so that is going to bring us to the end of this PG Spoilers. We, I thank you very much for listening for as long as you have. I thank you, everybody that's on the show, Jeff, Jamie, Black Chaos, Ryan, Stash, uh, Yield. It, I appreciate you guys all doing this, and hopefully we'll get together in another two weeks' time, and we'll do another one of these when they do the E3 conference. Uh, again, listeners, thank you for listening, and thank you very much. I'll see you guys later. <laughs>